I tell you, this has got me captivated and I've gone through it and I have through process of elimination uh, come to two names uh, by myself. But I don't want to talk about that, about who is still alive, who may have an interest in this. But can you please explain to us, you've been working on the Ger van Roy and Joey Harhoff, you know, those yes. kidnappings of the girls. Can you explain to us the links between that and the ministers in the book? Well, Gert van Rooyen's son, Flippy. Gert had six children that we know of. One of his sons was Flippy van Rooyen. Flippy was arrested for murder after his father's death. Now, you remember those days the men had to do military service and then later they had to do camps, what they called, they were called up for camps. Now, during one of these camps that Flippy did, he was at, uh, placed at the, on the Limpopo border with Zimbabwe and they were to prevent people coming into South Africa illegally. And during that camp, he hit a young teenage girl, Zimbabwean girl, with the butt of his rifle and she died. Now, during the court case, um, it came out when the body, he, he said he buried the body in a shallow grave. And um, then they said that um, later he's, uh, th- they found that the body had been cut and especially the female organs and had been violated. And um, it was cut like it had been cut with a scalpel. Now, Flippy claimed that he never damaged the body. He just buried the body. Um, it's a it's a very long story. But in the end, he was convicted by Judge Kaluas. He was convicted of the murder and he was sentenced to death. Now, during that period of the investigation of this girl's murder, obviously the police started questioning Flippy about his father's doings. And during that period, he gave several statements. And in one of the statements, he mentioned three uh, former National Party ministers and what he said is he didn't really know about his father's doings because he didn't have a good relationship with his father and his father um, then at a stage not long before his father's death his father um, involved him in the sense that twice he had to call, go to Coltonville to pick up envelopes and when he opened it there was money in it that he had to take to his father and then one day his father said to him um, I've got to go to a farm in the Bushveld and I want you to come with me. And his father said to him, I'm meeting with very dangerous people. Um, I'm involved in something that I can't get out of and um, these people will kill me. And um, he asked Flippy and he said these people specifically said that Gert had to come alone, but he didn't. He took Flippy with. So Flippy said they slept there that night. Next morning he made coffee and his father told him to get out of sight. So he went to the river, but he said he had a good view, and these cars arrived with his people. There were eight. But he said three of them he recognized immediately. They were three uh, National Party, former National Party ministers, or they were then still National Party ministers, and he mentions the names of the three. Now, I can tell you I'm not prepared to mention the names, obviously, because all of this, you know, there's no, it's all hearsay. And um, one of the names is the same as the Bird Island allegations. But the other two are two other minutes. So in total, we talk about five names. And he then said he watched it and then he thought he'd get up on the hill and he was getting out of sight. And then when the guys had left, he went down to his father again and they had another conversation and it was about girls. And it was very clear that his father um, was not happy about this and claimed that he he would be killed for this if he tried to get out of it. And, um, well, Flippy was then charged with perjury because a lot of his statements, he made several statements about the missing six missing girls. And 
Um, he was convicted of perjury and another six years was added to his sentence. I think it was running concurrently, if I remember, because he was sentenced to death. But, you know, remember when they abolished the death sentence, his, his sentence was obviously converted to a life sentence. Now, I, I started looking at his statements and you'll see that Flippy is a person who's, who, who elaborates. He loves to elaborate on his story. He's actually a very good storyteller in the sense that he can give you detail. Now, to me, there was a difference in some of the statements that he made. Um, some were very detailed, and he'd say, we got up and we made coffee and we did this and this and this. And he made statements about several things, also what happened to the girls. And, and the others weren't like that. And he claimed that the police tortured him or some of the policemen and that they forced him to make some of those statements. So to me, I thought there could be truth in some of his statements, some not. But there's no hard evidence, so we don't know. I have one question. It's been 30 years. Why have these allegations about Bird Island? It's not the first time it's in it's the media. It's not the first time. People are saying, oh, it's coming out after no. 30 years. No, it's not. And the allegations Flippy made, why have they never, ever been investigated by the former government and the current government? I also find it very strange. It's more than a week since we've heard about this book. Why have we heard not a word from our current government? I saw the NPA released a, a statement and they said if there's enough evidence, they will prosecute. But back in the day, I think around 87 or so, um, Seemingly an investigation was started, but then very abruptly ended. Yes, but according to the book, I never knew this um, Mark Meany. Um, but according to the book, and if you read, it looks like it wasn't really a sanctioned investigation. You know, he was just a, a policeman who really wanted he to was do his digging. job. Yes. yes. And then he was stopped. Now, my question is, if People make serious allegations. We know the law is very clear. If there are serious allegations, if I make serious allegations against any of my neighbors or friends, they have to be investigated by the police, especially when it comes to children. Now, why have these allegations never been investigated? Alita, let me understand this, uh, and then I'll just have one more question for you. Uh, the Gert van Rooyen, um, that uh, pedophile ring, and the Bird Island. So, uh, again, just clarity on that connection between these two. Well, it's there's no hard evidence linking them. But the fact that one of the names is the same... Mm. Um, I have a strong suspicion, and I've got other affidavits that I've seen by people that have never been in the media about Gert van Rooyen, where there were more names, not only about politicians, but other people. They're also policemen's names, and former policemen, not current. Um, and some of these people also then withdrew their statements, because you must understand, most of these people who were close to Gert van Rooyen were, some of them were career criminals. So their credibility was at stake. I still believe that a career criminal, a person that you can say is insane, a person whatever, it has to be investigated because even if not everything they say is the truth, there could be truth in some of it. And the only way we're going to establish, because I don't know, I can't tell you it's truth or fiction. I feel it needs to be investigated. And just a final question. Uh, do you find it strange, this supposed suicide uh, that 
took place just after the book has been published? Yes, I do. I'd like to see how it unfolds. And I think if I were the police, I would involve private independent investigators as well because of the war that's raging on social media, the pros and antis, to give it credibility because a lot of people don't trust the police because of what's happened in the past. Whether it's justified or not, I can't say, but if they want the people to believe the investigation, I would involve private people as well because um, it could... I didn't know many, I can't say, but if I read now and I see they say that he had another appointment with another source who'd come forward now, that now is not going to happen. And he had another one on Friday. And it's very strange that someone would commit suicide now, especially if you look that the book is about two suicides that they claimed that he claimed were not suicide. Mm, very interesting. Alisa, thanks so much uh, for coming through. Uh, executive producer of uh, Focus, Alet uh, uh, van Rensburg.